Live from LA Comic Con 2018, it's the Nighttime Show! With us as always is our head writer and more sinister than Sinistro himself, Matt Walker! And our very special guest, animation director of the Super Friends, Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones, He-Man, She-Ra, Roger Rabbit, and the Smurfs, Tom Cook! And now, our host, the man who gets constant compliments about his Ben Grimm cosplay, Stephen Kramer Glickman! Yeah. I should have yeah. said Fred Flintstone. <laughs> That's fine. That's okay. Wow. Well, so amazing to have you on the show and uh, such an, uh, an honor to be here at LA Comic Con. This is uh, very exciting. Mm-hmm. This is the first Comic Con for the nighttime show. So yes. Oh, yeah. nice. We're, and we're, we go to the con. We've been to the con. Right. But this is our first time being a we've part We've been kicked of. out of cons. Yeah, we've been <laughs> kicked out plenty of times out of cons. We're working on getting kicked out of this one. Yeah. Judge Dredd and yeah. Judge Death are both watching us. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, Tom, uh, have you done a lot of cons how how many how, when did you get involved in cons yeah i guess it was about five or six years ago uh somebody that owned a comic shop read an article about me that was in a newspaper up in seattle and uh he contacted me and wanted me to just do a signing at his comic con you know his comic shop yeah and uh i thought what the heck nobody's gonna show up and the line was down the street yeah and then somebody at that said, hey, I've got a Comic-Con I do over in Spokane. Would you come there? And so it's just kind of everywhere I go, there's somebody that wants me to come. So, you know, I've been to Ecuador. I've been to Dubai. I've been to all over the place now. And uh, it's just been great. I mean, I'm retired. been retired about four years now. And this is kind of what I do now. So um, by being retired, do you, like, you're not working... At, like in the, in animation anymore at all? Like if you are you take well, it would like be difficult because there is no animation in the U.S. <laughs> oh. You have to move so to Korea. Yeah, if I right. want to live here, or you could live in the Philippines. I guess yeah. they still do some stuff there. But yeah, back in '82, actually, Hanna Barbera closed its doors and sent all the work to Korea and Japan. Yeah, you know what's so weird too that that Hanna Barbera Studios is now an apartment complex, yes. and all of the like the lot like the hallways are covered in Hanna Barbera artwork, it's which just is such so a shame. weird. Yeah. I wish they had done something and made that a uh, historical monument or something. Really, yeah. really treated it well because it was such a cool building. Well, fucking mm-hmm. Hollywood's so weird about stuff like that. There's little pieces of this town, like weird yeah. stories about weird pieces. This town that's been painted over by <laughs> another town. <laughs> yeah, again and again and again yeah. and again. It's so strange. My favorite version of that is uh, Monkey Island. Do you know the Monkey Island story? Uh no, there, there I, I is, kind of know it. Well, but. I'll tell you very, very quickly. But there was uh, on Cahuenga Boulevard, uh, just north of Barham, there was there's a park over there, and that used to be Monkey Island oh, yeah. in the mid to late 1930s. These two brothers uh, decided to build a roadside attraction to attract uh, attract people from Hollywood to come to San Fernando Valley. So they decided to get one monkey and put him in a cage on the side of the the, of the road, <laughs> and then uh, instead of doing that, the one of the brothers was like you know what we should just do is get like 50 monkeys and put them in like a big you know setting when or I whatever. see a monkey I think let's go to San Fernando Valley right yeah. exactly <laughs> I think all the time so last last minute they decided instead of doing that uh, to to they they ordered a hundred monkeys from Africa and instead they got five hundred monkeys oh, and they were monkeys gorillas chimps orangutans gorillas all sorts of creatures and they literally fucking 
killed the shit out of each other. <laughs> it was just a, a yeah, horrible massacre. It was, it was, a, it was a only open massacre. for like two years. Yeah, and Disney that, animals yeah. don't really get along in real yeah. life. No. Uh, no, no, they do not. <laughs> it was Monkey Lord of the Flies, It basically. really was. It was very bad. Anyways, um, uh, your first credit on, on IMDb. Your first credit, uh, and you have to tell me whether or not this is correct. Probably not. Uh, first credit says, your first credit is Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Okay, yes, that's correct. Is that correct, <laughs> wow. IMDb? Wow. Yes. You did it. You got one right. Well, you got actually, one right after Actually, all these there's years. a number of things that I worked on before that, but because I was an assistant animator when I first started, yeah. they didn't give credit in the credits for assistant animators. Oh, okay. So although I've worked, you know, like a lot of the stuff I did at the beginning, Super Friends, Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. I don't have any credit for that. Oh, wow. And I've contacted them and said, you know, I worked on the show. Why am I not allowed? Well, you have to be in the credits. I said, well, there's a whole bunch of people that were that aren't in the credits that worked on this show. Yeah, of course. You can and just submit it, and they'll put you in. Well, I've submitted it, and they've denied it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So That's crazy. It's time to call Warner Brothers. Because I've gone out there a couple times and added to it. because, And there's one at the very top that is it's not right. And I told them, I said, this is, I never worked on this show. It, it can see, can you What show do they think Yeah, did. what's that one? Yeah. The Cunning Life. Vixen? Yes. I didn't work on that. All right. <laughs> and yet I'm listed on that. I will personally reach out to IMDb for you and we'll see fix what we can it. do. I can fix. I can do a thing. I can fix something. <laughs> I've got. I know. Uh, I know at least two people. I got a guy. What's the show <laughs> called? The Cunning Life of the what? Cunning Little cunning, Vixen. Yeah, Cunning Little Vixen. Yeah, he didn't yeah, work on didn't that work one. On that sounds but like you know something what? someone made up. Yeah, yeah. That that's sound not a real, real. show. Um, you worked on Heathcliff, big show, mm-hmm. big show. Um, yeah. But the one that we have to talk about right up front is fucking He-Man. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. He-Man and Master of the Universe, such an enormous show. As, as I know Mike is yeah. a massive fan of that. Was that popular? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they, I'm not sure. I think people liked it. Well, we were just talking to... Uh, they got to be in the Macy's parade, like one of the yeah. years that it came out. <laughs> Hugely popular. We, we were just talking to Brian Volkweiss, who created the show The Toys That Made Us, and we were talking with him about He-Man and the yeah. He-Man toys and how it had a rather... Uh, tumultuous uh, yes. coming together among the people who created that together. Did you see much of that going on? Was there a lot of friction behind the scenes? You know, I, I didn't. And part of it was seeing that show, The Toys That Made Us, cleared up a lot of stuff. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, we just, uh, we suddenly heard we were doing a show. Gosh, what was Now, it? this was at Filmation with Lou yeah, Scheimer. Filmation Studios, correct. correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Geez. And it was, we did, had just finished Black Star. Okay, which was right. very He-Man-esque. With Hobbits, and yeah. And he was actually supposed to be a black guy, mm-hmm. and they the networks wouldn't allow it. Oh, wow. Amazing. So we made him very tan. <laughs> <laughs> but we just got done with that, and we were thinking about doing a second season, and NBC or CBS, whoever was in charge of that show, wanted us to lower the budget a little bit, and mm-hmm. it was really high in special effects. We did a lot of light stuff yeah. shimmering and everything and we didn't want to do that and uh we didn't want to lower the budget and suddenly we heard that there was this new show coming so don't worry there's going to be work mm-hmm. because we had just gone through the whole thing of shipping all the work overseas yeah. at, film, at uh, Hanna-Barbera so we were just like you know cut the budget we'll do Black Star again we you know we need work <laughs> yeah and we heard there's this He-Man thing coming we you know we had no idea what it was and so we started working on that, and it was like, wow, this 
this looks like it could be really big. They're spending some money on this, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. taking their time with it and really getting the production ready instead of just jamming into it. And uh, so I didn't realize that there was not supposed to be a TV show. There wow. was not supposed to be a special. It was wow. in the toys that made us told us that it, they did this little comic book to, yeah. pu- to put in with the toys. Mm-hmm. And somebody that was in marketing said, well, five-year-olds can't read. Right. So what good is a, a comic book going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the guy said, um, we're doing an hour-long animated special. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they weren't going to do an hour. Animated. No. It was just a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when they came to, to Lou Scheimer and said, you know, we want to do a special, Lou said, why don't we do a whole series? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead of being a Saturday morning cartoon, which is 13 episodes per season, Mm-hmm. They decided to do it syndicated, so we didn't have to mess with ABC, CBS, and NBC, sure. who started putting their nose in everything, and, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. So sure. we just decided to make a show and sell it in syndication. Genius. Mm-hmm. And that's why it went to every Channel 13, Channel yeah. 9, all yeah. over the country, and everybody bought it. Wow. And so now it's oh on God. five days a week. So instead of doing 13 episodes a season, we're doing 65 episodes a season. Oh, my God. That's more than one a week. Yeah. Year-round work for all the animators and stuff. Yeah. And when we were... How do you turn around that many episodes? You don't (laughs) get married. You don't... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. A lot of tracing. (laughs) It was a lot of of work, but part of the deal was to compete with the lower um, budgets that they had for Japan and Korea is we had to reuse animation. Yeah. Sure. 25% of every show had to be reused animation. So what we did is we brought in actual bodybuilders mm-hmm. right. and had them run in all different directions and filmed them, and then we r- rotoscoped them. Mm-hmm. So now we have these really beautiful runs in every direction, and we just made them into He-Man or Skeletor or whoever. You so it's, it's change the out same, the face colors, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's the same run. Yeah, but they look really realistic now, are and you, really like that, are they you look cool. Anything, yeah. yeah. Can you do anything digital this time, or is this all still you know hand painted on cells? There's or? no digital yet. This no. is all self. Digital stuff. didn't yeah. really. Nothing computer really happened until Brave Star, which was like in about eighty. Six, eighty-five, mm-hmm. eighty-six. I just love that mm-hmm. on Black Star, Alan, Oppen- Alan Oppenheimer and Fred Welker were both Frank Welker. Frank yeah. Welker, yeah, were both on that show, and then jumped <laughs> became Megatron and Skeletor somewhere <laughs> yeah, else. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you love that? I mean, just just yeah. that, like everyone that you you, you like. I mean, in this business, you must see the same people again and again and again, but just in different weird well, and ways. We, did, we didn't really mingle much with the uh, voice artists they came in they went to a different studio sure. and and did their voices and you know we were busy up in the animation room doing our thing and it, it's weird because uh, a buddy of mine phil ortiz who worked on the simpsons um, i heard his name over the intercom system all the time but he yeah. was in the layout department and i was in animation so we had never met and we were at one of the shows in Portland, and he came up and introduced himself to myself, to me. And uh, we found out we started the same week at Hanna-Barbera and went oh to Filmation at the God. same time, but we never met. And that is so now crazy. we usually travel around, and he, he Simpsonizes people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, you know, these look really awesome, but they, you can't tell they're Simpsons because they're not yellow, so let me color them for you. So we started to sit next to each other, and I color them for him. And, and <laughs> wow! So you can get Simpsonized for I think it's like uh, 
hundred bucks total, but uh, you get this really nice. It looks just like that's the nice. people, but that's they're Simpsons. So yeah. cool. Oh, and I would right do anything here for in that. G10. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. Cool. I love but, that. You worked on She-Ra, Princess of Power. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that, one of the women that runs this show, Regina, huge She-Ra fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, she was like, you're my Stan Lee. That's what she said to me. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this woman really loves she <laughs> And she said it changed my life. And it's yeah. like, that's my story with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, when yeah. Spider-Man came out in the comic book, I was about eight years old. And I just, my jaw dropped. And that's what made me want to start drawing. Yeah. And uh, so everybody has that something that really influenced them a lot. That's so, cool that yeah. it came full circle like that. For and you. so when she found out I was interested in coming to the show, she's like, oh my gosh, yes, of course oh, you're coming to the so show. Oh, that's so cool. She said, you come that. every year, don't worry about it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> and that's amazing. So, and I live in Idaho now, but I, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley in Chatsworth. Mm-hmm. I went to Chatsworth High School. And uh, so I love coming back here. I've got some friends here. In fact, last night I had dinner with one of the editors from Filmation oh my God, and another so buddy cool. of mine that we sat in the same room doing He-Man. Oh, my God. That's and amazing. so I, I had dinner with him last night. Yeah. Wow. So you guys uh, managed to fit in a Black Star Easter egg or two in the He-Man episodes. Well, we, we did all sorts of stuff. I mean, when it came to, like, especially in Brave Star for me, there was always crowds because it was a western. Yeah. So there was always townspeople. Yeah. And the townspeople always kind of looked like us. Really? <laughs> oh, that's so In cool. In fact, the buddy I had dinner with last night, there was a, a whole scene where the guy was just standing there just blinking while Bravestar was talking. And it was him. <laughs> really? Oh, that's it was so pretty funny. awesome. Were there any Easter eggs like that where you slipped them in that people to this day don't really know about? Like. Even well, on internet forums look, or the things I'm that they you, could... there's stuff that I've slipped in that I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> because I would do, if yeah. you were doing something, and uh, because a lot of the backgrounds were painted, mm-hmm. but every now and then there was an overlay that was on a cell, and that's when you knew the rocks were going to fall or whatever because yeah. that was going to be animated. Well, we would put, I'd put my name in there, uh, and you no. couldn't tell unless you really stopped it. Because it's like it. one frame out of... Yeah. 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 Well, and there's yeah. a He-Man statue, a statue in a He-Man episode that's posed similar to like an Emmy, but it's a uh, black star, mm-hmm. and you can tell yes. by the sword I that he's holding seeing up. That. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. That is so cool. But yeah, so we did stuff like that, and, and you know, every now and then the directors would catch you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, really, guys, don't, don't do that. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. no, we won't. Yeah. Right, then you want to find it. another way yeah, to sneak yeah. it in. Yeah. So what was yeah. it like working with Lou Scheimer? You know, uh, thank God for Lou Scheimer. <laughs> I was in the animation business Absolutely. for four years, and that would have been it. Yeah. But Lou Scheimer was like, we're not sending work overseas. This is an American art form, damn it, and we're staying here. And that gave me my career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I would have really... I would have had to go back to bus driving. Yeah, Filmation stuck with it, I think, longer than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the only Before, reason we yeah. had to stop, we were actually working on two new shows, one called Bugsburg, and then one, one was a takeoff on Bravestar with the Prairie People uh-huh. ca- called uh, Bravo. And we had two episodes in the can when Filmation got sold, and the company that bought it promised they would keep the studio open mm. and promptly closed it. 
and wow. ticked Lou off really bad. Oh, man. Because they promised him to keep it open. And so Lou and Dino De Laurentiis, the famous director, yeah. put money together and tried to rebuy it, and they wouldn't They wouldn't yeah. do it. Now, you mentioned being a bus driver. That, yeah. That, so you were just driving a bus, and then R-T-D. you started drawing? Or how'd that all work out? Well, I always drew as a, you know, like I said, Spider-Man was really what got me into starting to draw. And um, so what happened was I was I was a bus driver and one day I came home and it was lunchtime and I went and got the mail at my apartment and it was just junk mail. So I usually just throw it right in the trash. For some reason, I threw it on the kitchen table this day. I don't know why. I don't know if the trash can was over full or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I sat down to eat, and I just saw this little pamphlet there. So I started flipping through the pamphlet just to do something while I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And I see this comic book class. It's, it was a college extension courses that were going to be taken uh, during the summer that were mm-hmm. going to be at Cal State Northridge. And I noticed the teacher, his name was Don Rico. And I knew Don Rico because I was a comic fan that he drew Captain America and the daredevil that was like half blue and half mm-hmm. red back in the 50s. So I wanted to meet him. And so I took the class, plus I wanted to learn more about how comics were made. And the first night we brought on our portfolios and I had all these superhero stuff in there. And he calls me up after the class. He says, Tom, I work at Hanna-Barbera as a storyboard artist. And we're doing a new show called Challenge of the Super Friends. And we need people that can draw human figures. We've got a lot of people who draw Fred and Barney and Scooby-Doo, but they can't draw humans worth a darn. Mm -hmm. I really love your drawings. If I recommend you to Hanna-Barbera, they have a class that teaches basic animation and they sometimes hire out of that class. Would you be interested? <laughs> oh my yeah. God. And I said, well, I'd rather be a bus driver. Thanks. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I just said, oh my gosh, yes. You know, because I, my route, ironically, <laughs> right went there? past Hanna-Barbera every day, three or four times. <laughs> well, you just drive, th- drive by, you're like, hold on one sec. You guys wait here for I half wanted, hour. <laughs> I wanted to tour this place because Huckleberry Hound, Yogi yeah. Bear, Quick Draw, McGraw, Johnny oh, Quest. Yeah. Those, Captain that Caveman. Was, that was that? my yeah. childhood. Yeah. And Did you uh, kind of have that sort of fantasy like uh, Bart Simpson does when he goes to visit Mad Magazine that all the characters are going to be in there working? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you get there and it's just a bunch of guys. Yeah. And <laughs> desks, you know? Not just a bunch of guys, but a bunch of old guys. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, exactly. But so anyway, so I, I said yes and I took the class and I was in the class for three weeks and there were about 30, 35 people in the class and they hired four of us, and I was one of the four hired. And I became wow. an assistant animator, knowing nothing of what I was doing. And mm-hmm. they said, don't worry, you draw well, and we're going to sit with an animator, and you're going to be his assistant, and you'll learn through him how to do this. Well, I didn't quit my bus driver job because I thought, what if I crash and burn? Yeah. I've just lost a really good job for this dream that I didn't even have. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And... Uh, so three months later, the animator told me, he says, boy, you're picking this up really good. You're doing a really good job. So I finally quit my bus driver job. Mm-hmm. And then so I was an assistant for two or three years. And then actually Blackstar, I had been showing the directors a lot of work that I was doing on the side just at night mm-hmm. and animating things and uh, showed it to the directors. And they said, well, that's, you know, you're, you're right there. So we're going to start giving you some animation work to do. And that's how I became an animator. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. So bus driver to animator in three weeks. That's, oh my God, that's <laughs> incredible, yeah. man. And I was on a, on a panel with four other people that were animators, and they went down the line and told how they got in the business. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I spent $50,000 at such and such college, and I trained <laughs> yeah. here, and I, and I go, 
I was a bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to be good at it. And they're like, what? And then I told the story. And it's wow. like, wow. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, am just like, so blessed to have been f- able to get into this job. And then, uh, you know, I yeah. worked with people that it was just a job to them and they kind of hated it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is the job always, of all jobs. That's always yeah. shocking yeah. when you're working a job that's like your dream job, and someone else who's been yeah. there is just yeah. like, yeah. eh, whatever. They want it. They want nothing it. to do with pass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's always fascinating. Yeah. Um, Get uh, paid to draw cartoons. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, uh, we're here at uh, LA Comic Con, and we're having such a great time. And one of the cool things that we've been able to do here is give away amazing stickers to everyone that's come through yes. from StickerU.com. StickerU.com allows you to upload your logo or any artwork to the online editor at text, borders, and order custom die-cut products from stickers to labels to decals, magnets, patches, badges, iron-ons. I mean, this is, it's made for cons, Now, man. these aren't those lazy stickers that you stick them somewhere and they droop off no, right away. No, these are gorgeous, beautiful stickers. Or the color fades real quick. Oh, no, no. These are incredible stickers. They're top of the line. They're beautiful. And with StickerU.com, you can order any size, any shape, and any quality. Most any sticker size, guys, any yeah, shape? Any shape. We're talking, we have a sticker here that is absolutely enormous. Uh, literally, I could stick it to you, and it could be your costume. Uh, most sticker guys out there force you to buy like a minimum number of stickers or pages. But with I sticker hate those U, guys. Yeah, no, with StickerU.com, there's no minimum. All right? You can do literally just one sticker. It is it's, there's so much fun. It's so much fun. Wait there's, a second. If I could, just want one you sticker. Get one sticker of whatever you want in whichever way you want it. There's no setup cost. Unbelievable. Or die cut, die charges. Um, like the there's other There's no stickers. die charges? No, there's no die charges. Like the other companies, uh, it's it's really incredible stuff. Making those other companies sound like jerks. They are jerks. Uh, sticker use technology automates everything. And the moment you check out, uh, your custom manufacturing process is is initiated. How about I that? I love when things are initiated. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, when people think of ordering online, they uh, they think of ready-made products that are boxed up, shipped out as soon as the order transaction is completed. But Sticker U is way cooler because everything's at your fingertips, and you can literally you could go on your phone, you can do it on your phone, you can do it on your computer. You got to check it out, and it goes right. It's literally to your specifications. So literally, our, literally. Not figuratively, but literally. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're around, uh, if you come to our shows, we're gonna have stickers for you because these stickers are amazing. Uh, check them out, guys; they're awesome. And whether you need new stickers for your laptop, skateboard, or as handouts at an event, or you're coming to an awesome con like LA Comic Con, this is the thing to do. You need to, uh, to check them out. Uh, StickerU.com. That's right. Uh, StickerU.com. StickerU. StickerWho.com? StickerU.com. Steven, I just got here. LA Comic Con. The booth looks amazing. First of all, it's so professional. You have these big banners. You have the posters. You have the stickers. Everything is set up. You have those postcards, all the different stuff. How'd you get it to look this good that fast? I'll tell you what, you know, we we really did not have a lot of time to pull this thing together, and it came together so beautifully. And a lot of that really has to do with uh, with overnight prints. Overnightprints.com did uh, four thousand posters for us. 
and 1,000 postcards. And people have been lining up to get these uh, these posters. How and quick did they do those? Just with, within, like, days, within, like, a few days, they were able to turn around. I mean, overnight, they can do them overnight. We just, we knew that we had a little more time, so we sent them all sorts of stuff. But they... So uh, the posters we've been giving out, the, these movie-quality, like, high-quality-looking posters... Yeah. They did those that fast? Yeah, they did them yeah. overnight. If you needed like, a movie-quality poster tomorrow... You could have that in your hands. Absolutely, nice. and and the the prices on them are completely insane. Uh, if you use code nighttime n i g h t t i m e, uh, posters are like a dollar ninety nine each. Postcards are five hundred five hundred four by six for nineteen dollars and eighty five cents. And site wide, you can save up to ninety one percent. So a crazy deal. Those are that's you can crazy. bring them whatever you designed. Yeah, get it put on a poster. They'll have it to you within a day or two, or what? Yeah, because well, no, it's like they're overnight. It's overnight prints. Oh, so the whole thing is done overnight. Done overnight. Just yeah. upload the artwork, and you got posters the next day. What's What's really crazy wow. is too. It's like when you're trying to get more fans and new fans and introduce you know new fans to your project. And this is this is our passion project. That's yeah. what nighttime show is. So you know, but we want it to look as good as we possible. We want it to look we as good as, as look possible. Professional. So when you have people coming to our booth, go, what is this? What's going on? And you go, here's these gorgeous posters. Every single person wanted one. Well, yeah, so, and I've noticed there's all this competition, all these booths going, doing all sorts of stuff, lots of babes and whatnot all over the place. Yeah. And it still looks amazing. Yeah, no, this place is the best. But you, overnightprints.com, you got to go check them out. Overnightprints.com, overnightprints.com. All right, back to the show. We had um, Jim Cummings on our uh, live show, and, and I know that he uh, he worked on... Um, uh, Darkwing Duck, and he worked on a couple of these other shows. But Duckman, I know we we got to talking about Duckman on the last big show, and I wanted to yeah. mention that because I know that you worked on the direct, show with Jason out, Alexander. I directed about four or five episodes. Oh my god! Did, did you did you get to work with Jason? No, you know I did it all freelance, and I was living in Seattle, and they just shipped me the work, <laughs> and I'd ship it back. Really? Wow! Yeah, I did that for gosh, so many shows. Oh I left god. in 1990. I was working at a place called Bear Animation Company, and that's where I worked on Roger Rabbit. He mm-hmm. was a Disney animator that started his own company. Yeah. So f- when Filmation closed, that was it. We had nowhere to work. Yeah. And uh, we happened to go over to Mary Tyler Moore Studios, which used to be Desilu Studios. It was a live action mm-hmm. studio. Yeah. And we went there to try to get work just sweeping up or whatever, figuring eventually we'd become grips or assistant cameramen or something mm-hmm. because, you know, we were... Not dumb. We, yeah. we, could, we could learn something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we met the guy that used to work at Filmation, and we said, uh, you know, can you find us work here doing anything? And he said, oh, I thought you were working at the studio across the street. And we said, what studio across the street? <laughs> and this was that Bear animation. It was B-A-E-R, Dale Bear. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable animator. And uh, so we went over there, and the guy that was hiring, we knew. So the next day, wow. I'm working on Roger Rabbit. Wow. Oh, my God. So I went from thinking I was unemployed for the rest of my life, and next thing you know, I'm working Working on Roger Rabbit. One of the biggest projects you ever worked on in your whole career. And and then working on uh, Mickey Mouse and Prince and the Pauper. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was my Mickey Mouse moment, because anybody that's an animator would want to work on Mickey Mouse. Yeah. That's being the first thing that was ever really done. uh, Well, one of the things that I absolutely love, and anyone here at Comic-Con has to have been raised on it, was Super Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... uh, well, that was the perfect ticket for me because I was such a superhero fan. 
and uh, to be able to be told that professional animators couldn't draw super friends as good as I yeah. could. Yeah. You know, yeah. I couldn't animate them. I didn't know how to do that, but I learned. Why is it that they <laughs> couldn't draw humans? Like, is You it know, it's just, when you're an animator, it's really, there's a difference between cartoons mm-hmm. and, and live action. Yeah. You can't take He-Man and stretch and squash him like you can, um, sure. you know, Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. You can make them whatever, yeah. Yeah, they can stretch out. They can do whatever they want. With He-Man, if he stretched his arm out really weird, it just, you can't do it. It, it yeah. breaks it's his arm. Stay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got to stay human. And so the animation part of it is, it's different. You have to animate realistically rather than really cartoony. Mm-hmm. Whereas as with a cartoon, you can do anything you want to do. Right, yeah. sure. And yeah. with He-Man or Superman or Batman, you can't do that. So you have to know how things move mm-hmm. in a realistic way. And I had no clue that I could do that. It was only later on that I, the way I got that, that first job on Black Star was I had done this Superman thing where Superman flew in like over the camera mm-hmm. and hesitated out there and kind of floating, you know. And yeah. then an asteroid came in and he wound up and just smacked the crap out of the asteroid. Yeah. And then did a little anticipation and then raced right back over the camera. Whoa. So I had him going really, really slow and all of a sudden, you know, right over the top of the camera. Jeez. And that's when the director said, whoa, that looked really good. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. You're ready to, to try. But that's the first time I ever really did anything like that. And I just knew how to do it out of my head. Yeah. Do, do you, um, of the stuff that you've worked on, do you have pieces, any pieces at home, anything that you've kept held on to? I'll tell you, the, when I first started, anything that I did that I liked that looked really good, I Xeroxed the entire scene. Oh, wow. So okay. I've got the very first scene I ever did. I've got, I did a scene in Super Friends where Batman jumps down on top of this missile and un, unscrews the, the nose cone, reaches in, pulls all the guts out, and then dives off the missile. Now, I didn't animate it, but I did the assistant work on it. And the animator that did this, it looked so good. Yeah. So, so Batman I, did a successful version of yes. what Captain America tried to do <laughs> that got him frozen. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, right. He, so I, Batman's I, better, kids. <laughs> so I did all the cleanup work and the in-betweens and all that on that. So it looked so nice. I said, I got to Xerox this. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. I always Xeroxed anything that, that I did. Yeah. And then I had somebody at one of the cons come up, and it was a He-Man drawing on a cell. Yeah. And I go, that's my scene. It's the first time anybody brought one up of my scene. So I was hoping he was going to sell it to me or, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe give it to me. Yeah. But he didn't. And no. uh, <laughs> But I went out and I found five drawings from that same sequence mm-hmm. and bought yeah. them. So now, I have that little sequence. Were you involved in that very first He-Man test animation oh, thing? Yeah. That little, it was like called the Lost commercial for a while there. Well, uh, what we had yeah. to do, this was... This was really uh, Make sure to check out the art this was really disturbing for people that had already animated there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But we had to take a test yeah. to, to become an animator on He-Man. So we had to come in on a, one of the weekdays. We had eight hours to do this test of him holding his sword kind of off in the distance. And he had to run towards the camera, pull out his sword, and then big, take a big swing at the camera. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. of course, yeah. And they did. Everybody had to do that. And then the, the uh, director's... Uh, rather than naming who did it, they put like a number on it. Oh, all right. And then when they looked at him, they would say, okay, that's good, that's not good, that's good. Yeah. And that way it wasn't like, that's my best friend, so I'm going to pick that <laughs> one. 
Right. So, sure. Right. So and I so I got went through that, and of course you're sweating bullets because I've been animating for two years with them, and next thing you know, I've got to gotta take prove a myself again yeah. to do oh, this. Oh yeah. right. my god! So, but it worked out good. It looked really nice, and I I still have the test. You know, oh, I just wow. kept it all. So, do you have any That's projects cool. you've worked on that didn't take off that you look back fondly and you're like, you know, this really was good? Yeah, I don't know. know. The general public didn't like it. There is a show. That I that I directed about three or four episodes of right at the same time that Pinky and the Brain was on. Mm-hmm. It was on Warner Brothers, and it was called Road Rovers. Okay. And they were dogs from different parts of the country. There was a Russian dog, an Australian dog, there was an American dog, and it was very clever. And mm-hmm. it was one of the head writers that worked on He Man, Tom Ruger, who worked at Warner Brothers at this point. He came up with this idea. And they were transdogrified into part human, part dog. Uh And it was funny because the bad guy that they were chasing throughout the episodes, they finally catch him and they've got him cornered. And the guy pulls out a tennis ball and throws it. (laughs) And they can't help it. They run after the tennis ball. Oh, my God. But the whole yeah. thing had, like, they had submarines and they had, like a, like, a dog cave, like a bat cave. But when they left the, the dog cave, there was a doggy door. door there. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the vehicles looked like dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very clever. And one oh of the, the Russian one uh, sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he was like, I'm perfect. <laughs> and I directed three or four episodes of that. And it was really funny. Didn't take just off. Didn't just didn't take didn't off. Yeah. <laughs> they finally put it. I think it just came out on DVD. I had gotten copies of it off of they replayed it on a Boomerang or something. Yeah. And what's it called? It's called Road Rovers. Road, Road Rovers. But she check it. I thought it was really really clever. That's so cool, man. And there was a little Australian uh, dog that mm-hmm. was uh, a collie that was a female dog, and she was like the love interest of the mm-hmm. dogs. You know? <laughs> what's your favorite character that you've drawn? Man, that's a tough one. Or who's someone that you love to draw, like, that you really enjoy? Like? Well, in He-Man, I always say it was Orko. Really? <laughs> well, because he didn't have legs. <laughs> so I could just float <laughs> him float everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sure. you, ha- you had to do 80 feet of film a week. Mm-hmm. And, man, if you had scenes with He-Man or Skeletor, it was a, a lot. lot. That's yeah. a lot of work. So they would always throw in some easy stuff. Because at the beginning of the show, you know, when they pan into the building that they're mm-hmm. going to be in or whatever... You got credit for all that footage, even though there's no animation in it. Okay. So they would give you, if you had a really tough scene. I had a scene with Godzilla wrestling with a Aztec warrior that had six arms. <laughs> and it took me the whole week to do this scene. Yeah. And it yeah. was only like five feet. I got 75 more feet I got to do. Oh, my God. So the director knows. So they give you some of the easy stuff to pad your sure. footage. Sure. But if week after week... You know, you're getting like 30 feet, and you should be getting 80. You're, you're going to be shown the door. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that sounds like so uh, that's why Orko was always something. I said, look, anytime yeah. you got Orko scenes, I'd love to do them because I drew them a little bit more cartoony. And they finally, he used to have these circles for eyes, mm-hmm. and yeah. I made them more almond shape. And I, at first, the directors would say, Nah, his eyes don't look right. And then they kind of look and they go, you know, this looks better than the other one. Yeah. So let's yeah. do that. And I said, yeah, now you can more squash his eye. Yeah. yeah. So they finally changed it so that he had almond eyes all the time. I love Now, that. if you draw 80 feet of animation, how long does that take up on a screen in, ter- in terms of time? Well, 80 feet is 16 frames a foot. Mm-hmm. 12 frames per second. Mm-hmm. 
So you'd have to figure that out. All right. I'll, you need a calculator. I'll go to the map. Matt's a smart guy. You know, that, um, you, uh, my you, nose you is bleeding out. just from hearing <laughs> that. Uh, our, uh, our our friend John Schnapp, who passed away recently, he, he worked on Space Ghost as an editor. And uh, when he got hired on to write on the show, Mike, Mike, I don't know if you know this story, but this is Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah, Space right? Ghost yeah, Coast okay, to Coast. Do you yeah. know this story? So not not the old. No, 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 Space, no, no. Coast. Space right. Ghost Coast to Coast. Okay, right. yeah. I think that was one point seven 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 repeating minutes. Thank you, Matt. I did the math. Yeah, Thank you. That's great. <laughs> when he, uh, <laughs> thank welcome. you, buddy. You saved the show. Yay! <laughs> Good job. When he uh, when he got hired on to edit Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Um, they the there was an editor already on, and the editor had taken a week and a half to two weeks to cut one episode, Ooh. and and John got brought on, and in the first four days he had cut six episodes <laughs> in four days, yeah. and they were like. Well, we have to fire the other guy, I guess. <laughs> like, and so this other, he just edited, he edited the other guy out of a job. Yeah. Like he was like, "You don't work here anymore," and they just got had to move the other guy onto and a different show. And that's kind of what would happen. I mean, it's not like they would get rid of them, but there were a couple of guys that came in, and it's like you're working too fast. Yeah, yeah. slow it down. Yeah. You're going to make it so they're going to say, "Okay, let's make it to 100 feet now." Yeah, dude, I've it's had like uh, John Lovitz and Big when he. Like when Tom Hanks is just working his ass off, and he's like, "Slow down, <laughs> ruining <laughs> it for everyone." Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, wh- where can people uh, find you next when they want to come see you at a con? What do you have coming up? Any cons in particular? Man, let me think. I wish I had my phone. Do you have, with uh, me. Do you have social? Are you on social just, media at all, or, or Facebook your home or address? Whatever. Yeah, just whatever just you want. Social security visit number. You your phone house. number is. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm on uh, Facebook. If you go to. Um, Tom Cook Animator, it usually pops up. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. And my email address is pretty easy. It's 80sanimator at gmail.com. So it's 80s animator. Awesome. And that's where I get a lot of, you know, people want drawings of their characters that they like or Hell whatever. Hell yeah. So well, you should hit them I up. I do a lot of that. I mean, the, you got you to gotta see it, some, some of the stuff, especially over at the booth. It's just looks awesome, man. Everything over yeah. there looks so thank great. You, it's you. such an absolute honor to meet you and get to chat with you about yeah. stuff that we're huge massive fans of i mean mike black has more he-man toys in his house than a yeah. than a than a human being should you <laughs> well, know I probably because yeah. i was just sitting there minding my business and these guys come walking up to me and it's like oh my gosh they love this stuff hell yeah, yeah I, man. I, could, I could tell so i yeah. love it they uh, asked me to stop by and i i had to go to the bathroom i said okay now i'm stopping by <laughs> I love and that. then i get here and he's not here yeah. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Fine. We're like, he'll Mike, be right back. Mike, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on all social media at Mike Black Attack. All right, and uh, what about you, Matt? Find links to everything at funnymat.com or check out the new website we just put up at thenighttimeshow.com. Yes, and you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast. If you happen to be in the Los Angeles area or in Southern California, make your way to the Hollywood Improv November 17th to see Michael Dorn, a.k.a. Worf, from Star Trek The Next Generation on the live show, Nighttime Show, or December 15th for the Children's Hospital toy fundraiser that we are doing with Drake Bell and all sorts of other wonderful people. Uh, thank Thank you so much, uh, and uh, seriously, it's a it's an honor, Tom, to have you on the show. And thanks uh, so much. And hopefully, we'll get to see each other again real soon. I hope so. All right, yeah. thanks for listening to the show, guys. Oh.